Chris, I don't know about you, but I hope you have like your candles lit and it's like midnight and it's like Halloween because we're talking about Alkaline Trio today. I, I do. I have my candles lit. I have the roses on the floor, the skeletons hanging from the walls, the cobwebs. Maybe, I don't know, sacrifice a goat or something. A goat, yes. Or you could my sacrifice dog. a goat, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, wow, dude, we are 15 seconds into this and I, we've already taken a turn. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. But, but it's warranted because we're talking about the dark punk rock gods of Alkaline Trio today. We are. Join our cult. <laughs> they have an album that we're going to talk about called Is This Thing Cursed? Not the namesake of this podcast. No, we did not. We did not get it from this album. But the big takeaway from this episode, though, we got to figure out, is this thing cursed? Is this album cursed? We're still trying to figure out if if this podcast, if this thing is on. But now we got to figure out, is this thing cursed? That's two very hard things to decipher. It's two things that I don't know if we're going to figure out in this episode. Yeah, I'm not sure if my brain can handle all these questions. <clears throat> That's a lot of questions. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat, man. Two very difficult questions that we just need to jump ahead and figure out and solve right here right now within the next however long it takes to record this is when we do it this is sparta that was so sexy and motivating man <laughs> i'm like so driven and motivated from that speech i'm i'm so driven i could drive a car dude or park dude. a car because it's driven so oh. done, done being drove well, I'll be. Oh, how I'll the turntables. Oh, I'll how the turntables. We always spend the first, like, five minutes of this just talking absolute nonsense. It's great, because I thought <laughs> so the first funny. five minutes before this was us talking absolute nonsense before I hit record. But no, yep. it just bleeds over. Nope, it, it just, just bleeds. Which, you know what? I'm okay with us just talking nonsense. It's fine. Honestly... We should also make a podcast where we just talk nonsense. Oh, dude, I'd so be down. <laughs> the the oh, nonsense wait, pod. We kind of already have one. This one's kind of along those lines. It's kind of nonsense, but like we have a theme of what we want yeah, to talk about. But then we have general theme. Half the time we're just like, hey, this thing, or hey, let's make a joke. <laughs> 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 All right. Start digging into this a little bit. Little background for those people who don't know about Alkaline Trio. They were, they are still a band. They've been around for over 20 years now. Is this thing cursed? Is their eighth studio album. So they've been around a while. And the album came out in 2018. It came out five years after the album before that, My Shame Is True. And a lot of that doing with guitarist, vocalist Matt Skiba joining Blink 182 and being the guitarist and vocalist in that band, which is why there was such a long gap between albums for them. Because this was a band that put out albums seemingly every other year up until that point. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I think this album that they came back with was pretty damn good. It's it's one it's in my top three trio albums. Oh I don't know man. I, I the thing about this one, it just for me, compared to their other albums, like 
My Shame is True, and God Damn It. God Damn It's my favorite one. Um, hmm. This one, the songs for me kind of blend together uh, a little bit towards the middle. And like, I don't know. I don't think it's my favorite album of theirs. Okay, okay. See, I'd argue, it's, I feel like it's in my top three because I love Crimson and I love God Damn It. Those are my two, like, I can guarantee you one and two. And I, I, I could put this one at three. I really got to go back and re-listen to a lot of their stuff because I haven't sat down and listened to some trio in a while. Yeah. But also, before we really dig into this album, I need to tell the story. So, a couple summers oh, ago, story. <laughs> when Trio was touring for this album, two tickets, me and Chris went to Brooklyn Steel in Brooklyn. That's me, by the way. That's saw me. these guys in concert. And what a night. I just remember... The la- it was one of the last songs. I think it could have been This Could Be Love and like the last song of the regular set. I'd turn my head a little bit and I just see Chris being tossed around, crowd surfing, and just <laughs> making it over the barricade. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, also, funny, fun fact, I didn't even know this band. Like, he just offered me the ticket and I had no idea who they were. And I started listening to them like, what, two weeks before the concert? <laughs> Pretty much, because I remember, I think it was, like, when we went to Warped Tour, which was, like, two weeks earlier. Yeah, yeah, be Like, hey, I have an extra ticket, like, we should yep. go. And then you got into them. Yep. I, I literally forced myself to get into them, like, for the concert. I learned the lyrics to, like, basically the whole set list I, I knew the lyrics for. And if I didn't know Dude, it, I learned it there. <laughs> you learned the lyrics to She Took Him to the Lake, which is, like, one of their most obscure songs that they played that night. No, that's a great song. What album it, is that on? It's a, that's a Maybe I'll Catch Fire. Oh, okay. That's a fucking that, good song, man. That's a slept-on album, but it has a radio on it. Yeah. Yeah, the, radio's, the radio is the first song I heard. I was going to say, I think, I think I played radio for you once, and you were like, holy crap, man, this is amazing. No, that's that song is what convinced me to go to the concert, because I was like, all right. Let me let me listen to these guys and like see if I want to go or not. And you showed me radio and I was like, all right, we're going. <laughs> radio is definitely the song that if you're looking to get someone in Alkaline Trio, play that song. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, it worked for me. You did it. Hey, it's what I do, man. You're definitely in my like, top twenty bands now. It is what you do. You're a band connoisseur. A band advertiser. Like, Alkaline Trio should You know, a connoisseur, real quick, you just made me think of this, real quick, connoisseur, and maybe I'm wrong, but a connoisseur sounds like someone who enjoys soups. It does. A connoisseur. Like that, like, it sounds like someone that would just enjoy soups. Or like That's they rob you're... a sewer, like they steal from a sewer. Sure. <laughs> like, think about it. I... I I get it. I get where you're coming from. But let's let's jump in on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's jump in. Let's jump in. First song on this album is actually called Is This Thing Cursed? No way. Who would have thought, man? Who would have? I, I, I want to say um, there's – I think this is one of my favorite songs on the album, which mm. – um, it's kind of weird because I didn't think I would like it because I usually hate songs that are titled after the album. But uh, I don't know. This one's just catchy. 
and I like it, and I like the sound of it, um, and I can understand it. I don't really know what it's about, though, is my biggest thing. Is like A lot of the things with the album so, is like, I don't really know what it's about. So, uh, this album, like, this is one of my favorite albums. I was really excited when it came out. It has a lot of sentimental value to me, but this album, this song in particular, like Alkaline Trio in general, their themes are very cathartic in terms of like addiction and alcohol and depression. Okay. And this song to me, like if you go through it, listen again, maybe look at the lyrics. I think it's got a lot to do with depression. You think so? I, I do think I so. I can see that. I can see that. Mm. But like, what is the thing he's talking about? Is it depression or is it his life? I think so. Just be, I think it's more like, is this thing cursed? Like, how cursed it could depression be? Because it gets to the point where it's like, the city cut my water. I can only really drink from the washed up stuff in my sink. And like, that's really depressing. Yeah. And I can totally see, I see what you're saying. That makes total mm. sense. Mm. And then, what else? It's been around for years is another line that I think could stem into the depression aspect. Yeah, it's been around for years. Like, I mean, we've been, been around, around for years. years on and every planet. time my life's about tits up, that goddamn thing is near. So I think it's just living with that underlying fear of the depression and dealing with it. Okay. But in terms of this song, though, I like it's got that slow build. It starts off really quiet and then it like explodes. I really yeah. like that. It reminds yeah, me a lot. Songs, yeah. It reminds me a lot of uh, "Cynical" by Blink 182, which was the first album Matt Skiba did with Blink. It's very paralleled to that song in terms of it just being very quiet and very slow, and then right in your face. Yeah. I I, so I do I, enjoy songs like that and "Cynical," like you said, does that a lot. Mm-hmm. And other and also, albums we've talked about do that a lot as well. Mm-hmm. The, the first song can really set the tone for a specific album, I think. Totally. And I think this one does set a great tone for it. Yeah. And also, fun fact, this is the only song on an Alkaline Trio album that the other vocalist, Dan, sings. It's the only opener song he's ever sung. The first oh, really? one. really? Yeah, Where the does... other ones were all sung by Matt. He sings in the background of this one? Matt sings in the background, but then he also has, like, two lines that he sings okay. so this is a very dan heavy song yeah i can hear i can hear him mm-hmm. yeah matt's got like a whole two lines but then the next song blackbird which we'll jump into this is an all matt skiba song this was the lead single off the album oh this was the lead I'm single a- yes i remember you showing me this i'm a big fan of this song chris let me hear your takes I do. I did originally enjoy it a lot, and I like it. And I don't think it's a bad song by any means. Like, I actually don't think any songs of this album were bad, but more like, like the more I listen to it, the more the the song. I just realize it's like not my cup of tea. Yes. It's just for me. It's like I don't really connect with it, but I do like the chorus. Mm. where it's like leave me like i like that part yeah um 
I this actually think re- this song is like my top four on the album. Like okay, four. yeah, this is a song that when it first came out I really liked, but then it kind of dipped away with me. But now listening back to this album, I really do like this song. And also, I I like kind of what it stands for. Like I get what you're saying by not being able to connect with it. Because this isn't like a front bottom Z band, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, it's the lyrics like are very different. It's very different. But Which I'm not thing, used to. Yeah. And this is this is where you and I definitely differ when it comes to music. Is that like this is kind of more leaning my way while front bottoms and like Mobo are leaning more your way. That's yeah, what I like that's what I like about different. our music yeah. tastes. Is that like, yeah, that's it's two very different, different extremes. Mm-hmm. But one thing I really like about this is just the history guy in me really loves the mentions of an SR-71, the, you know, the Blackbird planes. A lot of good yeah. war references. Yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about because it's Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah. It, it gives me, like, some Cold War, like, Russia vibes where it's, like, the only spy I ever loved and all these blackbird references it's technicolor dreams like yeah the technicolor dream part i like that part mm-hmm. That's like, they create like images in your head that are very obscure and strange like things that you would never think of i'll give them i'll give it that that's that's how i feel a lot about alkaline trios that they're a very imagery based band yeah it, it's really cool i i mean i really like that about them they mm. they definitely do different things like i don't really know any other bands who make music like this it's like they're kind of yeah you, you listen to it and on like if you're just listening to the instrumentals you're like okay this is good and then you add in the lyrics and if you actually listen to the lyrics you're like whoa like there, there's something really cool going on here it's tough to figure out like it I've is been, i've been a fan for of trio for i'd argue a good four or five years now and some of their lyrics still just to this day can still really blow me away because i'm like how do you even think about writing something like that? Like, you got to be a poet to write that. Yeah. And that's what I give them a lot of credit for in general. Yeah. I give them a lot of credit for that, too. Like, mm. yeah. And I, I'm going to even push forward on giving them a lot of credit with the next song, Damon and Division. Yeah. Uh, I think this, for me, is top three on the album. I... I really just like the sound of it. I like the beginning of it a lot. Um, I like the chorus. I don't know. It's just like a feel-goody song, but like low-key depressing lyrics that I like. I'm going to make the bold claim. This is probably in my top three all-time trio songs. Oh, really? This song, when it first came out, because this was the last single. I remember this was the last single right before the album came out. And it was like a couple days before and I heard this, and it completely sold me on any worries I had about the album. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And also, I remember they played it at the show we went to, but because yep. they hadn't even released it yet, no one knew it. Yeah, that is true. They didn't like, release it yet, did they? Because they only had Blackbird out, right? I think they I think they had Blackbird, and I think they just put out Is This Thing Cursed. Okay. Like, Within, like, the past two days. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. This was, like, a bop at the concert, though. Like, people were automatically. 
people were definitely digging it and i don't blame them because this song man i the chorus for me is what sells me the entire chorus like no, the chorus right is off the best bat, part yeah i set my alarm for an early start that i slept through like come on and then yeah. then you go i've torn apart all chances of stealing your heart that sunless morning which in my mind is just like uh, basically saying night sunless morning i yeah. night. and then been dodging bullets and dirty looks all fucking morning that's how i feel every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah low-key if i went outside i would feel that more <laughs> perks of the pandemic you don't have to go outside that ass but uh this is like a great concert song like i don't know it's, it's a great song that you can vibe with and then the best part is that you can jump in the bridge on this where like i want to mention this too this is a song that both matt and dan sing like matt does the chorus and the first two verses and then dan does the bridge and that bridge he does is amazing i love the bridge too and then he mentions that like one of my favorite lines from that bridge is dodged a bullet saw my shadow get blown apart think about that for a second that's a cool line yeah like just think about that actual image bro yeah, like, <laughs> like what move away what? from the bullet, your shadow gets blown apart that how that Fuck again does that you even know, mean that's crazy we've said it a few times and these guys are freaking poets but I mean, I mean that that means you're just like getting by, I think. Oh, okay. Dodge the shadow. Yeah, Dodge you gotta like decipher all their fucking lyrics, man. It's like, holy shit, what does there's this mean? That, like every lyric, of, I'm like, what? There's a lot of hidden meaning in their lyrics, and there's a lot to decipher. So like, hell, we could be totally far off in what their intent was, but this is how we interpret it. So. Yeah, I think this song might be about alcohol. Now that I'm looking at it, I could I could definitely see it. I mean, he's waking up at like, like you said the like the lyric you just said, the sunless morning or whatever. Like I yeah. think he's waking up at like night, so he's probably like drinking during the day, like blacking out, drunk. Like I think it's about alcoholism, low key. No, there's definitely that vibe in here that I can agree with. Yeah. Yeah. But the, overall, the the alarm too. Mm. Actually, it even says um, all the alcohol in hell, and I just watched it freeze. I just read that. I will say one line. This doesn't necessarily have to do with alcohol that I haven't mentioned yet, but it's just one of my favorite lines in general because it's so on the surface for them. It's you're not in love, you're just insane. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? It's in the second verse. It it's like. I have violence oh. on the brain. You're not close. Yeah. That one be hitting home. <laughs> that I think about that line way too much. Like a song will come on and I'll be like, ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. I like that line now. I didn't I even was, notice that was in there. I know we mentioned that radio was a song to show people to get into Alkaline Trio, but I'd also like make this song the next song in the queue. I would, I would put it there. If I had to make a playlist for someone, and I was like, listen to this band, I would put the song. I would throw the song in there. This is a such a good song. I hope when Alkaline Trio does concerts again, it's in the set list. Because that'd be great. Hopefully I will be there with you. Dude, they were supposed to tour this spring with Bad Religion. 
there were so many concerts that were supposed to go on this spring, man. I had I had a good I had at least six concerts lined up like spring and summer this year that I wanted yeah, to go to. Honestly, same. We probably would have been going to the same ones. Oh, probably. Somehow. We would have talked to each other about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's like we can't even make plans anymore of concerts now, right now. But you know what though? Like it sucks, but I do think that like next year is gonna be wild it's if everything if things work themselves out because every concert seemingly got pushed back a year yeah so i'm hopeful that we're gonna see a lot of good stuff next year yep i'm ready dude i'm so ready to be back at concerts and shit i just I miss it the, so much. the only way we get back to concerts is if people wear their damn masks but that's a completely different topic and i'm not they getting should. into it yeah, I'm not getting into it here. Let's just, not get into it, but I will just say wear your mask. fucking mask. It is very Wear simple. your mask so we can go to concerts. <laughs> wear, them. wear them. And if and if you really want to do it, wear gloves. Fuck it. If you re- if you really want to do it, wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, you could buy them on Amazon for $29, dude. I saw. Oh, wait. I mean, it They're doesn't only... come with, it doesn't come with the head, but <laughs> 29 bucks on Amazon? Are you I mean, kidding? I saw one. Here, I'll look it up. <laughs> I thought they'd be a lot more than that. A lot more than 29 bucks. Yeah, I see one on here for 14, 34, 54. The only thing is, they don't come with like a head. Like it's like a hood kind of thing, mm. but I mean, that's the point of wearing your fucking mask. That... I guess. I didn't even know that wholesale on hazmat suits is dropping. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I don't even know if they're Halloween costumes or they're like legit, but so don't take my word for it. Also, I, I'm not sponsoring Amazon, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, because I'm oh. sure Amazon's listening and they're going to sue us for this. I mean, Jeff Bezos should definitely give me $2 million, which is 1% of his wealth. So. I mean, we just pitched his website in a global pandemic to help people. We should be getting checks in the mail soon. <laughs> we should. We really should. Jeff, hit us up. <laughs> Jeff, little help. Oh, what a segue. Dude, I'm great, right? I'm great at that. Just so you guys know the next song is called Little Help. <sighs> little little Help. This is a all Dan song. I think it's kind of, This song just makes me feel old. Uh... I don't really know what this song makes me feel, to be honest. See, it's a, just a lot of question asking. Like, does anybody know where I can go get high? Does anybody know where this old fool can yeah, it, get it, a drink? Yeah, it does sound like an old, like, dad asking, like, where he can go get high and shit. I don't know. Mm. It's, it's different. It's when this, again, I'm going to keep saying it like this, but when this album first came out, this song wasn't a big hit for me. But I don't know. It, it's got a nice little guitar riff in there that I kind of like. It's a quick song. Yeah, it's not long, which is good. It's really short. I still think it's kind of on the back end of this album. Like, if I'm ranking the whole album, I think it's on the back end. Yeah, I mean, I don't really fuck with the song. I mean, I don't think it's anything. It, to me, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other for me. Yeah, I think it's... When you're listening to it, it's catchy, but it's not a song that is going to impact you. Yeah. Like, if it, if it comes, if you, like, just shuffle your phone and it comes up, you're not going to be mad at it, but it's not going to be one that you're chopping at the bit to get to, you know? Yeah, agreed. So, not really much to go into with that song. 
Yeah, I'm probably skipping it if it comes on shuffle, to be honest. Alright, that's fair. I this can't next believe one, though, I can't believe, that. yeah. I actually like this one. You know, Maybe. this song really had to warm up to me. I mean, me too. Uh, I definitely did not like it at first. That was annoying, to be honest. And I didn't think it went anywhere, but mm. I mean, I just kind of like the uh, little chorus it has. Like, nothing to see him move. Up. I don't know. I just like it. Mm. Do you know what this song was written about? Because I do. I do not. So, Alkaline Trio, they don't really like to get political, but this song was, Matt Skiba's come out and said explicitly, like, this is his opinion on the Trump administra- administration. Really? And, like, how upset he is. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, it definitely puts a different spin on the song. But, although... One of my favorite things on this song is the ending where like, you know, you have that big punk rock thing and then it kind of just stops and it's just Skiba playing an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Just singing the lines. And then the last note, like when he's on that last line, the last two words are just full band again and you just hear everything ring out. That yep. That's a really cool technique. I like yeah. that. About this I, song. Yeah, I agree. The last like the last like 30 seconds of the song, I think are the best part of the song. Like, I agree with you there. Mm. It's really cool how they do that. I haven't seen, like, that many bands do that in a song. Yeah, it's it was something that sounded pretty new when I heard it. And I still yeah. haven't heard anything like that since. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's really cool. I mean, I don't even know how they thought of that. It, and it works. I, it doesn't mm. even seem like it's a thing that would work on paper, but it mm. definitely did. And I feel like if there was a band that was trying to push a boundary like that, it'd be these guys. Yeah. These guys have been around long enough. They've been around for over 20 years where they can kind of get away with doing something like that and having it fail. Mm-hmm. So good for them. Way to push boundaries, boys. Uh, This next song, Sweet Vampires. What do you think about it, Will? So I think this is kind of like the antidote for what Alkaline Trio is. Because, I mean, it's called Sweet Vampires. It's yeah. basically... I think of this as like vampire stuff. You're getting married at midnight. You're waking up from your coffins. Like mm-hmm. this is very alkaline trio mm-hmm. where it's supposed I... to be spooky. And like the, the end bridge, the outro is just them repeating both bleeding from our eyes. And I'm like, yeah, like that's alkaline trio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is my second favorite song in the album, to be honest. I have had this one on my playlist for a couple of years now. Mm. And I don't know. It's just a nice jam. Like, I like it. And I like the whole spooky thing. Yeah. Uh, with Alkaline Trio, I love that they have that theme. Because, you know, I love spooky shit. Yeah. Um, and I love, like, vampires and stuff. And I don't know. I think it's really cool. I like it a lot. I like the vibe of it. I like, you know... In- when Matt Skiba's singing the verses, the verses are kind of quick. Mm-hmm. And also one of my favorite lines in the verses is I was a lovesick, dumb dick top off the stock. That's <laughs> <funny to> me. <laughs> a lovesick, dumb dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all of us. That's all. We've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, no, this is definitely a good song. I, 
I don't want to give away my top three yet, but like I'd say that this is definitely up there. This is upper part of the album for sure. Yeah. So I think it's a great song though. I don't have much to complain about with it. Yeah, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. And that. also the chorus is like finding what this song does make me think about, especially now that I think about the chorus, is like you find the other vampire. Like you're a vampire, you find your other vampire, you build your own empire. You love yep. each other together. You you're lovely vampires. You're together. We're just talking about family, man. Yeah. Build your own empire. That's what everyone wants to do. Everyone just wants to find someone. Well, not everyone, I'm sure, but everyone wants to find someone low key, maybe. In, in this song, one vampire wants to find another vampire and start an empire. Yep. Yep. That's what it is. What it is. And aren't we all just vampires in the grand scheme of things? I mean, I'm pale enough to be one. To be honest. <laughs> you know what a good show about vampires is? What? What we do in the shadows. It's on Hulu. Have you ever seen it? I haven't, actually. It's really, I, Chris, I think it would be really, you'd like it because it fits your style of humor. It's about these vampires that live in modern times, and they live on Staten Island, and they're trying to take over the world. Oh my god, they live on Staten Island. They live on Staten Island. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I will definitely give it a watch. You have to remind me. It's only like two seasons. It's like ten episodes a season. It, it's really funny. Oh, that's quick. That's not bad. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just watched uh, Pete Davidson's new movie, The King of Staten Island, so it's funny you How that. is that? I actually, I actually really liked it, man. I don't know. People are giving it hate, but mm -hmm. I actually think it was a great movie, and I, I don't think Pete's a terrible actor. I think he did a good job, and it's see, a true story, so. See, like, I've seen it advertised. I, I haven't looked at reviews for it, but I've definitely wanted to watch it, because I, I like Pete Davidson's stand-up. I think he's great on SNL. Yeah. But... I've never seen him in a role like this, so. Yeah, I haven't either. I, dude, I, I think you would like it then, because I was, I was not disappointed. I mean, I thought it was great. No, yeah, I'm gonna have to check it so, out. And what's see that what's show up. called? What we do in the shadows. Yeah, what we do in the shadows. All right. About vampires living on Staten Island. Really <laughs> much crap. recommend to anyone. <laughs> oh my God. I'm uh, definitely gonna watch it. Do it, yeah. Uh, so the next song. PBR. Pale blue ribbon. PBR. I don't know. I don't have much to say about this one. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't really like it at all. I think this is. It's an. I, there's a nice little guitar riff in it, but that's all it's got going for it for me. For me, like this is what I was talking about at the beginning. Like, hmm. I really just. This is just blends together for me with um, a couple of the next songs too. Like this one just blends together and like. There's nothing really standing out about it to me, like that makes me want to listen to this song specifically. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I get that. This song isn't gonna go in any playlist I have. I'll yeah. say it. Yeah, like there's nothing like jumping out. Like I, I just think if you want to make an album, like I'm not hating on the album, but if you want to make an album where like every song is good. Um, like a perfect album, quote unquote. Like mm. I just feel like every song has to have something different about it, and like something that jumps out at the listener. And I don't know, like this one just doesn't have anything for me. This one does fall a little flat. Like this is, like I said, this is probably the worst album. This is the, not the worst album. The worst song on the album, in my opinion. I, it's yeah. still an okay song, but I think there's you can have a lot better options. Yeah, agreed. 
And like like you said, if you're trying to build a perfect album, this is not a song that fits well on a perfect album. Yeah. This this is like a good B side song though. Like you yeah, know. Yeah, it could be on a B side. I think it would be better if it was like acoustic or something. You know, Maybe. yeah, that, it's just that's like, actually really funny that you mentioned that because I I have something I don't want to mention about one one of the songs coming up about being acoustic. Oh like, really? Yeah, that would do it a lot better acoustically. I have one song coming up that I'd like I want to talk about with that, but that was just not English. That what came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Don't worry. But yeah, I just I, I don't know. is english our first language anymore i don't even know dude i don't know i at this point i just kind of say things and they may come out like like they are now where i'm just kind of stumbling over everything but you know what it's still words still words though so it's fine (laughs) we're still getting our point across yeah whatever point we're trying to make even if we're taking 40 detours we're getting our words out and that's all that matters that is all that it's like getting your steps in for the day you got to get enough you know you got to. I mean, I don't move, but yeah, you got to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Goodbye, Fire Island. Now, what do you think this song is about? Because this is like the other one. I know what this song is about. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> so, it's I'm just gonna, so confusing. So, I'm going to tell you what it's about, and then I'm going to tell you what it also could be about from another point of view. Okay. So what this song in general is about is, I think it was like 2017, there was this big festival that was supposed to happen called Fire Festival. It was like in the Bahamas or some one of those islands, and this guy put up all this money, and he was taking photos with like chicks on boats. It was supposed to be on a private island. It was costing like upwards of like $10,000 to get into this. It was a big deal. Uh huh. And Blink-182 was supposed to play, and this was when Matt Skiba was in the band. And, like, nights before this festival happens, everything falls through. The guy, I think, ended up in jail because he basically committed fraud. And people ended up on this island living off of, like, there were photos of people, like, taking photos of what they were eating. And it was just bread, cheese, bread sandwiches. People are drinking straight vodka it was like a lord of the flies for three days because all these people showed up and nothing happened so nothing happened there was no concert no the guy basically committed fraud the whole festival fell through wow dude and people were stranded on an island is he still in jail oh yeah wow man right now how are they stranded like no one came to help them so they just partied? Partied in poverty, pretty much. I mean, I know, I mean, that sounds kind of awesome, though. <laughs> okay, so the guy, Billy McFarland, who was the organizer for all this, was yeah. sentenced to six years in federal prison in 2018. Oh, wow. Six years, wow. So he's still there. He's mm-hmm. chilling. What a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, but dude, people were sleeping in like tents on the beach when these guys were promised like big hotels and bottles were going to be there on boats. Like a lot of like it it was Matt Skiba mentions it in the song about how Matt Skiba and the bands sleeping on the beach, too. No, Blink-182 backed out like two days before because they they kind of knew what was going on and they backed out. 
Why didn't they tell everyone? I'll never forget this. I'll send you the I'll send you the video if you want. But there's like Matt Skiba getting off a plane and like TMZ went up to him and Matt Skiba was like, yeah, my dark witchcraft powers like was the reason why Firefest never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. he's such a troll. Dude, that, that's one of my favorite things about him. He's so dope. <laughs> that's funny. But also, what this song could also be about, too, and I've seen other people with this opinion, you could argue this is a song about global warming. Again, Alkaline Trio, not the most political band, but they this album, they do get kind of political on. Slightly, yeah. I, yeah. I could see it being about both. I mean, I don't. I didn't know about the whole fire festival thing until just now, but I could see that. I could see the global warming thing with some of the lyrics. Yeah, because Skiba wrote this song because of the festival, and then just in turn, I think that's what it came out to. Yeah. Because ocean filled with plastic bottles, entitled waves will wash us all away. Mm-hmm. Things like that. But uh, I think it's a good when this album first came out this was one of my favorite songs and that kind of just bled away for me and kind of was just there but when this yeah. album first came out i really like this i don't think it's terrible i think it has more uniqueness in it than uh pale blue ribbon and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i don't it's actually one of the first ones i listened to uh when i was rediscovering the album last week and throughout this week um and i don't know i, I think it's okay yeah, it. I'll put it this way. It's a nice deep cut. It's not a song that's going to be like a showstopper, but it's not a song you just forget about. It's a good deep cut. Yeah, agreed. Like, this is like, I don't think you, like, if you're showing someone this band, I don't think this is a song you put in that first playlist, but if they want more music, you put it in the second one. Yeah. That's what I think it agreed. is. Agreed. Alright. So now stay. Track uh, nine. I like this one. I think it's it has potential to be a better song than it is. Why do you say that? Um, I don't know. Is this the one that you think should be acoustic? Dude, I, I thought this the other day. I was listening to this whole album on my way home from work and I always really liked this song because I think it's kind of a flip for the band because it kind of feels more like a love song yeah it does and it does feel like a love song i i thought to myself like if this was acoustic i would definitely try to talk my future wife and letting this be the wedding song <laughs> like, that's what i think like that that's how much i really do like this song it's kind of chill it's a little different it's different for this band i like yeah. it a lot. no i uh, i think it's a good song i mm-hmm. i think it's one of the better songs uh from the past like three mm-hmm. um I think it's one of the better songs in the back half of the album, also. Mm. Um, I would say top five for me on the album, the song. I like yeah. it. I like the chorus. Mm. I I agree. It's just... It, like I said, just so different for this band. Instead of being depressing and dealing with topics like addiction and depression and things of that nature, it's just so flipped script. Because he says, like, I love you more now than I ever have. Let's pick another day to call it quits and walk away. Like, let's just stay and be us and mm-hmm. let's be happy. Mm-hmm. Which totally flips the script for this band, which I, I think is kind of needed sometimes. Let's be happy, man. Yeah. Be happy. Smile. For once. 
Let's be happy. Let's let's smile today. Once. <laughs> Honestly though. <laughs> let's let's smile and not have some heart attacks. Wow, Will. Hey, hey. That was, I, I, that I was didn't go to one. school just to eat my lunch. I did. Well, at least one of us did. I more <laughs> often than not did. I, I had a few drinks in my day, too. So <laughs> that's why I went. can't have lunch without the drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, you get it. Um, This song, I'm going to be honest, I don't really like it. I don't know what you think about it. I mean, I think the like instrumentals of the song are good. Um, I like I like how fast the chorus is and stuff, and I like the tone of it and the tempo. Um, that's about it though. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the instrumentals are I'd put top tier, and I think the lyrics are very, like we said earlier, like newfound glory, not newfound glory, alkaline trio. <laughs> newfound this, glory. I was thinking. I don't know why I was thinking newfound glory. They're too completely polar opposite bands yeah. but Al- alkaline trio they have this way of writing that's very dark and cathartic and that's what this song is with the lyrics because it's like oh they found you christmas morning beneath the tree in the front yard implying that this guy's dead or something which is very typical of alkaline trio but i don't know this song doesn't necessarily stand out from those other Alkaline Trio type songs. Like I think it's just another one that fits the album, you know. Yeah, it fits the theme and fits the album. It's like kind of spooky-ish a little bit, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it, really. Uh... It checks off everything you want to check off in an Alkaline Trio song. Yeah, but it's not. It's nothing that like stands out to me or it's groundbreaking. Yeah, I think if you're looking for a safe Alkaline Trio song. Yeah. That, that you need your quick fix and you need to check the boxes. This is a song for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, the next song, Worn So Thin. Uh, I really like how it starts off. Um, I think it was interesting and different. Uh, I think it gets a little bit generic as I keep listening to it. Uh, that's just my opinion. I'm with you. I think the peak of the song is in the beginning. I think after the first chorus, it kind of dies down. Cause I think the, the first verse comes in pretty heavy and pretty loud. And then it mellows out by the chorus. And I really, I like that chorus. Yeah. I like the, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. They try to speed it back up for the second verse. And I, I, it, that's when it kind of gets generic. Yeah, I think a lot of these songs could have been a lot better if they just slowed down, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But some of it just feels, like, the reason it blends together is because a lot of them are the same, like, speed. And, like, some of them go really fast. Yeah. Like, uh, like just the one we just listened to, Heart Attacks, the yeah. one we are just talking about. That one goes really fast, too, mm-hmm. uh, in the chorus and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It just... Tr- they're trying it's to mess hard. around with the tempos in these songs a mm-hmm. little bit. That's what they've been doing for most of this album. And there are some songs that it really works with and some where it's like, you got to digress a little. Yeah. And it's like, that's why they kind of blend together a little bit for me. Mm. 
I think the br- this is also the bridge is kind of sneaky good. I don't want to say it's anything great, but no, yes, yeah, I agree. The bridge is pretty good. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely good parts of the song, but like I feel like the parts that I don't like out- outweigh the good parts. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. Like if I had to split the album in half, this would probably be on my lower half. Yeah. So that's that's where I kind of stand on it. Yeah. So I don't I'll know what you're with you, bud. Oh, that that's nice because I need to know your opinion now on being thrown to lions. Um. Would, would you want to be thrown to lions, Chris? You want to be thrown into a group of lions? I would never want to be thrown to a group of lions. I would. Okay, I I'm would just die. making sure, man. They would smell my fear and eat me. Yeah, they're trying to just look at you, and then by the time you're taking a look at another one, you're eating. So I guess, <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like this song. I think it's better than the two we just talked about. Um, I think it has the nice ring to it. I like the chorus. I like the lyrics, actually. It's one of the more relatable ones for me. Mm. Um, I like it. I don't really have a problem with it, to be honest. What, What makes you relate to it? I'm just curious. Like, I don't know. Just like, hold on. You look at the lyrics, mm. but when I'm listening to it, I just like connect with it more than the other songs. Mm. Like I'm having trouble keeping focused and like, I can't breathe. Mm. I don't really know what it's about, to be honest. Like I'm listening to it blindly and I just like, can't figure it out. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. I really don't know what this song on the surface is necessarily about, but I don't know, I guess it's just kind of like, when you think about it, for me, I kind of just think it's like, you're always going to be distracted, so just let it, like, throw me to the lions and just let it happen. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the reason I like it is the title is relatable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I just feel like it's like self-deprecating, which I Mm. like. Um, It's like, whatever, like, throw me to the lions, like, just let me fucking die. Like, let me get eaten by the lions. Like, you can just watch. I don't know. It's, like, like that kind of vibe for me. Mm-hmm. I One thing I do really like is by the end of the song, they do, like, the big drum solo thing. Mm-hmm. And from the drum solo into that last chorus, I think it blends so perfectly into it. Yeah, I agree. That's one thing I do really like about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, again, that I would show this song. Like, someone, mm-hmm. like, introducing the band to them. No. Um, but I feel like if you're into them, then you're you into this probably song. like the song. Yeah. Like, you know, I think, because Trio's fans, their fan base is very hardcore. Yeah. And I think this song would play out really well live. Oh, yeah. Cause, it would be a party. Yeah, they're a band. They don't. Not many people, like, you either know Alkaline Trio or you don't type thing. And their fans are so hardcore that, like, you're not getting many casual people at their concerts. So they can yeah. get away with putting this song in a set list, and people are going to go nuts. Yeah. And this was this would be a song that would translate really well live. It definitely would. I could totally, like, see people dancing to it and shit and moshing mm-hmm. to it live. Yeah, it would be a very good song. And now, let, let's wrap it up here. Track 13 on the album, Crystalline. 
Um, Acoustic. Yeah, this is my favorite song in the album. I'm just going to say it. Really? Yeah, this is my favorite song in the album by far. Wow. I have been listening to this on repeat for the past week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the sucker for acoustics, man. See, for me, if an album ends with an acoustic, like, that's my favorite thing. I love albums that end with an acoustic song. I also love that. I just love when albums have a random acoustic song in it, like out of nowhere. I that's like oh, it's always a good thing. I don't think you could ever go wrong with a good acoustic song. Uh, dude, they're they're the best. And Alkaline yeah. Trio, they do some of the best. Like yeah. on the album Good Morning, you have Blue in the Face, which I think is their best acoustic. That's a great. Then song. you have on God Damn It, it ends with Sorry About That, which I think is slept on and still a great acoustic. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they did they did a whole acoustic album, too, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. And also on their most recent EP, there's an acoustic called Smokestack, which is really good. Oh, yeah, I haven't listened to that yet. That came out recently, yeah. Yeah, listen to that EP. It's only three songs. I think when we were together the one day, I played you the one song off of it. Uh, Yeah. Mine's like Mindfields. Yeah, you did play me that one. You played me a song called Rooftops, which I think is amazing as well. That was off of their album Remains. Mm-hmm. That's a great that's song, a, too. That's another album that that would be really cool to talk about. Because yeah, fun I'd fact be about that album. That album's great. That album is just a bunch of B-sides. Yeah. That's what I think makes it so cool. Yeah. Crystalline, though, this... This is a sneaky, underrated song, I think. And I think that's how it's going to be in their arsenal. Yeah, of course. It, it's super underrated. I mean, mm. I don't hear anybody talk about it. I haven't heard about it until I listened to the album uh, fully. Mm. I don't and know. I love it. You definitely feel something with this song. Yeah, like... It's this. It creates a feeling. I don't know. I would show this song to someone, like if I was showing them the band. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's something about it. It it's dealing with the person you love, and I, I picture this like as a rock. This song as like a rocky relationship, and yeah, you're with the person. Like you, you're kind of with them, but you're kind of not. Like you've drifted apart yeah. a little bit. But you know, you you're want trying each to other. Yeah. And this guy's coming out here saying, like, I want to be with you. Let's do it. Yep. It's, I don't know, this song is like a movie moment, man. I don't know. It's like, I love it so much. Like, it's not, it's not a spooky song, but when you hear it, you, like, get a spooky kind of feeling over you, you know? And I think we all have that crystalline, like, we've all more or less met someone who's, like, our crystalline. Oh, absolutely. When this song, dude, when this song first came out, I had just gotten past something with a girl. And this song was just the first thing that came to me mm-hmm. when, like, during that time when I was, like, really still hung up. And I'm like, wow, OK. Yep. Not anymore, though. That's called moving on, kids. That's called moving on, kids. <laughs> that's, that's always a plus. <laughs> dude, but I just I just love um what he does with the his voice in this and the acoustic i just oh i don't matt's know man Skiba it's like acoustic. sex it's so yeah, good matt, matt skiba acoustics one of my favorites and then he's done acoustic stuff with blank 
and his acoustic stuff with Blink, like the live stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite. I've always, I'll, I'll never not deny that I've always had like a man crush on Matt Skiba because he's such a good musician. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say, I'm surprised it took me 51 minutes to say that. But like, he's a very good musician and he's a very talented writer. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually know what he looks like. So let me Google that real quick and I'll tell you if I would, if I have a crush on him or not. His, his Instagram is a freaking head case basket case too it's very interesting no his hairline could use a little work but well he's, he's like a good 40. looking man oh he's, he's like 40. 40 yeah he's like 40 dude <laughs> oh man again he's been in a he's been in one band for over 20 years now like oh, he's yeah. not gonna be that young <laughs> That's true. i forgot about that <laughs> but yeah cool uh, i've watched a lot of really cool interviews with him he's a he's an interesting dude but he's a cool dude he's kind of a troll but I like that, though. I like mm. that personality type. All right, man. So let, let's get down to it. What top three from the album? I know you said them throughout, but let's get that definitive top oh, three. Oh, yeah. I did cheat and say them throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Crystalline's number one, Sweet Vampire's number two, um, and then Is This Thing First, number three. Mm. Okay. All right. For me, I'm going to do number three is sweet vampires number two is crystalline number one is damon and division okay i i didn't think that you would have crystalline in your top three it's a spooky acoustic that i really like i love i like that you like it man i don't mm-hmm. know i i was expecting us to have very different opinions you know and it's funny because i the grand scheme of things you know we only had one song that was off of the top three for us but I still think we had some very differing opinions for certain songs, which is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of album for me. Mm. So like than it is for you, like the same thing with the front bottom. So I feel like it's just two different extremes of our music taste. Exactly. So it's definitely a different album for me to listen to. It's interesting to like try to like listen to the whole thing. You know, try and dissect it because I think with the front bottoms, you know, this is no offense to the front bottoms or bands yeah, like yeah. that, but they're a lot more on the surface. They are. It's very cut yeah. and clear what the song is there about. Mm. And these ones, you really have to like listen to it a few times and be like, hmm, I gotta think. Yeah. So. Exactly. And you have to like, yeah, you have to think, really think about what the lyrics mean, like mm-hmm. whereas the front bottoms kind of spell it out for you in a way but like very vaguely it's funny you should ask <laughs> <laughs> but yeah two extreme difference mm. that's both that's really one, good bands though that's one really cool thing about the pop punk genre is that the umbrella of it is so broad like yeah. i think going from front bottom style Clan trio are literally the two big extremes yeah i mean we went from Wonder Years to Front Bottoms, which is already different as fuck. And then mm-hmm. Front Bottoms to Alkaline Trio, which are just completely ends of the spectrum, man. Like, so I think it, it it's was crazy like, that pop punk can do that, though. Between the three albums we've talked about, I think like Wonder Years is right in the middle. Front Bottoms is to one extreme on the other side. Alkaline Trio is the extreme on the other side. Yeah, I would. I agree. Uh, Wonder Years is right in the middle. Because... 
that they can have lyrics that play out like front bottoms or they're pretty easy to like get what they're going for, but their sound can be very alkaline trio-y. Yep. 100%. So. And they have some good acoustics. They do. That they do. That they do. So any any final thoughts on this one, dude? Um, I mean, overall, I think it's an okay album. I do... I, I think the general theme of the album was, like, accomplished. Uh, I don't think it's by any means a bad album. I think there's some really good songs on it. I would recommend uh, those songs to people. Although, I do think they their older albums are better, which is the case with most bands nowadays. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. I'm with you. I think, you know, this was their first album in five years since releasing one. I think it was a great bounce back album. It told people that, Hey, we're still a band and we're still going to do things. I think Mm -hmm. their prime is definitely behind them, but that's for most bands nowadays. You know, we're definitely in a different period of what works and what doesn't in pop punk. And I think right. I actually think right now today in like 2020, we're seeing an even bigger change from what it was three, four years ago. Yeah. So, but that, we can dig into that a lot more eventually, but Mm -hmm. next episode, we're doing the Plus 44 album, When Your Heart Stops Beating. Now, Chris, have you ever ever even heard of this album? I have never heard of this band, this album, any song on it, so I'm going in completely blind Okay. for the first time on this podcast. I'm going to tell you one thing for sure and this is this is the only album by this band really it's their only album and then not to give too much away because i was gonna make i was gonna tell the big story of this for the episode but this was an album that mark hoppus and travis barker the two of the guys from blink did after blink broke up oh really this is what they did this was the album that they did after blink broke up okay that's very exciting news because i thought these guys were just nobodies <laughs> no this is this is okay. mark hoppus and travis barker from blink doing an album that happened after blink broke up okay i can it's a, I, i'm into this so yeah it, it's it's a really good album it's an album that i really liked back in high school and really like to roll with it so i'll leave it at that for the album all right yeah I'll let i'm your, gonna go I'll let your I'm ears gonna... figure out the rest I'll let, I'll let my ears take me on a journey. 